The last time we spoke, we talked about Gab and Nut, and now we are going to learn about their children. I remember years ago, I used to love watching the young and the restless. Oh, child, I couldn't wait to get home to see it. And if I missed it, I had people in the family I could call and find out what happened. I remember people would actually record the episodes on the VCRs or the DVD players as technology progressed. Well, if you love soap operas or you ever like soap operas, and you love those juicy stories. Child, the stories behind these children are extremely juicy. Young and the Russians don't have anything on these stories. So we're going to go ahead and get into this now. Gavin Nutt actually had four children. Some say five, but tonight we're just going to basically focus on these four. And they were Osiris, Seth, Isis, and Nephthys. Again, all of these are Greek names that I'm using. So I'll also give you their original comedic names as well. So let's start first with Osiris. Osiris was the firstborn. Oh my goodness. Osiris was such a wonderful, wonderful ruler and king. He was actually the first physical pharaoh of Egypt. He was the firstborn shortly after the creation of the world. And he's known as Lord of the Underworld, Judge of the Dead. He's actually the brother and husband to Isis, which we'll get into her story in a little bit. He's one of the most important deities of ancient Egypt. The name Osiris comes from Latin, and it's really based off of the Egyptian name, which is Usar or Asar, which is the name that my husband goes by. That's his comedic name. And so if you interpret that name, what it actually means is powerful or mighty. He was known by many names, but chiefly as Winifer. The name Winifer means the beautiful one. And in his role of the judge of the dead, he is in fact a very beautiful, beautiful king who is to be loved, remembered, and cherished for all eternity. He was also known as the Lord of Love, King of the Living, and the Eternal Lord. After his sister Isis, Osiris was the most popular and enduring kings of all of Egyptian rulership. And he was literally worshipped for thousands of years. He lived on this planet for thousands of years. He was a god of fertility and he was the embodiment of the dead and the resurrected king. So within these dual roles that he had, he ended up coming up or combining to represent the Egyptian concept or comedic concept of divine kingship because he's the king at death. Therefore, he is the God of the underworld and the dead king's son, the living king. So he's associated with the Dejed symbol, and he's often depicted with either black or green skin, which symbolizes regeneration, just like his father, Gab. He's also frequently shown as a mummy, and we're going to get into why that happened and how it happened. But when he's in a living form, he's always depicted as a handsome man. He has a royal dress wearing the crown of Upper Egypt. He has the plume headdress known as the Itef, and he carries the crook and the flail, which are both symbols of his kingship. He's associated with the mythical Benu bird, which is similar to the Greek phoenix 
that bird that rises back to life from the ashes. And we're going to get into why all of this is associated with him in just a little bit. But it's also believed that not just the deceased kings, but every man is associated with Osiris, especially at death. And at Memphis, the holy bull Apis is linked to Osiris, and it literally means becoming Osiris Apis. So when you see them doing that running of the bull ceremony, that's who they are actually symbolizing. That's a ritual that they're doing, and they're basically mocking our ancient Lord, our ancient God, Osiris. Osiris was just a wonderful, wonderful ruler. When he originally took over this planet, the humans that were later created were savage. Him and his wife, Isis, came along and they bought culture. They taught them how to speak, how to act, how to interact. And under his rulership, everybody had plenty. The entire world was beautiful. There was peace. There was equality. You had no rape, no stealing, no racism. None of that stuff was going on when Osiris ruled this planet. However, he was usurped. He was forcefully removed by his brother, Set. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Now we're going to go on and we're going to discuss Isis. Isis, again, is his sister wife. She's known by many, many names. She was also loved just like her brother, Osiris. And she's the goddess that everybody knows about. Again, she was worshipped on this planet for thousands of years. In fact, your Virgin Mary in the Bible actually is an offshoot from our queen, Isis. So she was extremely popular. Now, Isis, again, is her Greek name. Her original name was Aset, which is why I call myself Aset. But she was referred to for her stability, the fact that she was able to keep the throne in balance. She's the mother of every pharaoh through the king's association with her son, Horus, which we're going to go into Horus or Heru in the next lesson. Her name was literally interpreted to mean queen of the throne. So her original headdress was an empty throne of her murdered husband, Osiris. And her symbols are the scorpion because the scorpions kept her safe when she was in hiding. And also the kite. A kite is a kind of falcon whose shape she actually assumed when she brought her husband back to life. So she resurrects her husband. A woman is bad. She is powerful. A woman of magic, of mystery, of grace. Everything you could possibly think of in the perfect female, this is what she embodies. She's regularly portrayed as being selfless. She's giving. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a protectress. And she places other people's interests and well-being above her own. So it's hard to find women like this today. Most females do not act like this. Most women are what they would tell you they're all out for self. They're gold diggers. That's all because of what happened on this planet after her and her husband had been usurped. So again, when she was here, she was known as the Waret Keka, meaning the great magic for her power. And also Mut Nejur, mother of the gods. And both men and women served her as clergy. There were many, 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 many rituals and different things that they did in her honor. In fact, there was a temple 
that was built on a planet which was considered her earthly home, which houses her statue, her image, and was cared for pretty much by your priests and your priestesses because they were the only ones who were allowed into her sanctuary where her statue resided. Again, she is the wife of Osiris. And this royal couple, again, the thing you want to remember about them is when they ruled this planet, which was for thousands of years, humans lived in a paradise. The temperature was perfect. You had rushing streams. There was plenty of food to eat. There was a perfect climate, similar to what you guys have been taught about a garden of Eden, quote unquote. That's how the whole planet was. There was no injustice, no slavery. Men and women were all equal and everybody, men, women, and animals all lived at peace. In time, she became known as, again, the queen of heaven or the mother of the gods. These two are two that you do not want to forget, Osiris and Isis, because everything else basically is based off of them and their story together. Now, the third child that we're going to discuss is Nephthys. Her Egyptian or comedic name is actually Nebthet. She's the fourth born child and she actually had dominion over the sky, similar to her mother. So she had dominion over the sky, the air, the night, and family. In Greek, her name Nephthys actually means lady of the house or lady of the temple enclosure. This was associated with her again because of her role with the sky. So she is literally the symbolic representation of the head of society. As a result, she's usually venerated as the head of all domestic affairs that happen in ancient Kemet. She also sometimes represents Lower Egypt along with Ptah Tainan. She is Set's sister and wife, and she was the mother of Anubis. She's known again as the goddess of the sky and patroness of the family. Mourning, rivers, protection, the dead, hearth, coffins, burial, in the air. And it was generally believed that she was the fourth child that was born. She was worshipped in Abydos, in Heliopolis, in Senu, in Hetsekum, and generally Lower Egypt. Her symbols, they associate her mostly with that vulture, but also the hawk, falcon, the sycamore tree, the temple, and the kite. And the reason why they primarily do the vulture is because in some of the ancient myths, they said that she was barren because a vulture was believed by the ancient comedic people to basically not be able to have children. And the vultures also associated with mourning. She was revered because she helped to resurrect Osiris. She's also known by many different names but her titles would be mistress of the mansion, protector of the dead, goddess of mourning, helpful goddess, the excellent goddess, and friend of the dead. And then the last sibling I want to discuss is Set. I saved him for last because he needs to be last. You know how you have this one person in your family that's just a screw up? And no matter how hard you try or how much you deal with them, they just always seem to mess stuff up. Well, this is Set. Set, again, had many different names. He was known by Seth, Setek, Setesh, and again, Set. He's the patron of the 11th gnome, a province of Upper Egypt. 
He's a sky God. He's the Lord of the desert, the master of the storms, disorder and warfare. In general, however, he's a trickster. He embodied the necessary and creative element of violence and disorder within the ordered world. So as you can imagine, he hated Osiris because he's the opposite of Osiris, where Osiris was order and peace and humility. Set is the opposite. He's nothing but disorder, warfare, and storms, which is what you see on this planet today. His character was just complete, nothing but troublesome, for he was depicted as bursting out of his mother's womb at birth. So he actually is the husband of Nethys. However, he wasn't faithful to her. And he ends up murdering his brother, Osiris, which is the good one. Now, this whole story was pretty much shown to you guys on The Lion King between Scar and his brother, Mufasa. Mufasa would have been Osiris. Scar would have been Set. However, as time went on and Kemet was overthrown, the original comedic people threw him out. And they said that he's associated with the Eastern invaders, the Persians who came along because the Persians had just like Set. They have that Satian energy. So they don't even honor Set anymore. In fact, they equate him with what you would call a demon or evil or the Greek god Typhon. So if you see now, a lot of his statues and his temples had actually been messed up and defaced because people just did not like him. So let's get into the whole story of why in the world everybody hated Set and loved Osiris. Again, I reiterate, Osiris was the king of the world. He ruled under peace, harmony, and unity. Everything was in balance. There was no poverty, no slavery, no racism, no sexism. None of that stuff existed as long as Osiris was the ruler. All right. Where the way that the myth goes, set again is opposite. Where Osiris was the god of fertility, set was impotent. So he could not get Nephthys pregnant. Now, you know, I told you in the previous lesson that when you see those statues with those big penises, that represents that life force, fertility. So it's power. She wanted to have a child. So what she did was she shape shifted to look like her sister Isis. And she laid with Osiris and she got pregnant. She got pregnant with her son and her son's name is Anubis, which we're gonna go into very deep in the next lesson. This infuriated sex. were not marching. So he knew this child was not his and Nephthys had been creeping around. So he decided to throw a party. He threw a party and he made a sarcophagus that specifically fit Osiris because he hated Osiris anyway. He got sick and tired of everybody talking about how wonderful he was, how great he was, how handsome he was, and nobody paid him any attention. So one by one, they played a game and they asked everybody to lay in the sarcophagus. And when Osiris's turn came and he laid in the sarcophagus, Set took his little nasty self 
and locked him in there and threw him into the Nile River. He floated down the Nile. He ended up hitting a tamarisk tree outside of a Phoenician city called Byblos. Very quickly, a tree grew up around this coffin because again, Osiris was the god of fertility. That's why he had green skin. So a big old tree grew up. One day, the king of Byblos smelled this sweet aroma coming from this tree. And so he told his servants to cut down that tree and we're going to use it to make a pillar on my castle. So he took that pillar that had Osiris's body in it and he used it to build his castle that he was living in his palace. Well, Isis went around looking for her husband. Again, she has magic. So she found him. So what she did was she disguised herself as a nursemaid. Instead of just going in and demanding, I want that pillar back because I'm a goddess. Again, she's a very peaceful woman. So she tries to do things in a peaceful manner. So she disguised herself as a nursemaid and she was hired on by the queen and she began nursing the king's younger son. One night, late at night, she was up bathing the son in fire to make him immortal. And the queen snuck in and found this and she flipped out. She cussed her out. It was a whole mess. Isis realized I got to reveal myself because she's not going to talk to me like this. Yeah, she's sweet and humble, but you only going to go so far with Aset. So Aset told her, look, I am a goddess and you're not going to talk to me like that because I will burn this whole castle down. Now you got to understand when she was bathing this child in fire, anytime you read fire in the ancient text, that's Kundalini energy. The difference between a god and goddess and a human, humans cannot just instantly raise that energy up. They got to be initiated to stuff they got to do. Whereas gods and goddesses is instant, but they can lift that fire up at will. So she made the queen apologize. And she said, look, in exchange for my mercy, I want that pillar. I need that pillar. Cause she knew her husband's body was in it. So they gave her the pillar as an offering. She took the pillar and she cut her husband's body out of the pillar and she hid him in the swampy region of the Delta. She had to go gather some magical herbs, which I know you guys, if you've been following me on TikTok and YouTube, I've been putting all types of magical herbs out there to let you know how you can use certain herbs to do certain magic in your life. Well, again, Isis Aset she knew all about magical herbs. So she had to go collect the correct herbs in order to create this spell to raise him back and bring him back from the dead. She told her sister Nephes to watch him for her while she was gone. Uh. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up in here, up in Well, Set got Nephes to tell him where the body was hidden. He took his little trifling behind and took Osiris's body and cut him up. He dismembered his brother's body into pieces, threw the pieces all over Egypt, and he threw his penis into the Nile River. Listen, yo, he's about to be missing. You know who gon' find you? Some old man fishing. Grandma wishing your soul's at rest, but it's hard to digest with the size of the hole in your chest. 
When Isis, our set, came back, she was horrified. And she had to literally search all over the place to get all these body parts and put them back together again. She got all the parts except for the penis because the penis had been eaten by a fish in the now. So long story short, she used her magical herbs. She revived her husband. She transformed herself into a bird. Because they could not find Osiris's penis, he could not physically impregnate Isis and they had never actually officially consummated their marriage. Isis was still a virgin. So when she got pregnant, this is the first recorded story of immaculate conception, which this story again was taken and given to the Virgin Mary in your modern day Christianity. But originally the story belonged to Isis. So again, her sister had a sexual relationship with her husband, but Isis never did. So she remained a virgin. So she was a virgin mother. Osiris, however, could no longer remain on the earth after this happened because he was incomplete. He did not have all of his parts that he needed. So he had to go into the nether realm and he became the ruler of the underworld or the lord of the underworld and he's also the judge of the dead now most people when they hear of the underworld quote unquote you have been programmed to think that the underworld is hell no the underworld will be equivalent to a heaven why because like i said in the beginning osiris is the guy of order He's the one that's going to make sure that everybody is provided for. When you live under his rulership, you live in a peaceful paradise. So in order to get into the underworld, you have to be judged. Your heart has to be weighed. And if your heart is heavier than a feather, meaning that you let the issues of life outweigh letting some things go, learning how to breathe and release, then you're going to have to come back and try it again. As I said earlier, when Osiris was murdered, Set took the throne. So his satian energy, you can see that it's still on this planet to this day, which is why the ancient Kemetic people knew that when the Phoenicians and the Hyksos and all these other people popped up, taking over their culture, rewriting stuff, putting stuff in their image, whitewashing everything, they knew that they all belonged to Set. That's why I told you that they now believe the set is part of the invaders. That is not part of them. They identify with Isis and Osiris. So the underworld is actually like a heaven. The world that you are in is equal to like a hell because you got nasty people ruling over you, which is why you have homelessness. You have racism. You have all these terrible things going on because set and hit all his nasty energy hopped on the throne. So keep that in mind as we go on into the next lessons. We're gonna stop here and I'm not gonna go into what ended up happening because that's not the end of the story. After she got pregnant, there's a whole nother story that's gonna happen with her son, Heru or Horus and Set, because Osiris actually came back. Part of his energy came back in his son. So it was almost like he was reincarnated through that child, which again, they showed you all this on the Lion King, 
Whenever Simba had to remember what happened to his father and remember when Scar took the throne, the world became terrible. The Pride Lands just became disgusting, which is exactly what happened on our planet. So the takeaway here in today's lesson, number one, Osiris is the God of peace, order, and justice. Isis is the mother of all gods, the queen of heaven, and she's great with magic. Nephthys has basically dominion over the sky, similar to her mother. She has a lot of her attributes. And Set is just a whole hot mess. Oh. He's that one in the family that you wish would have never been born. We all deal with these types of people in our lives. I know me personally, I have Set all in the family. You know, and it's terrible, especially when this type of spirit is close to you, incarnated in a position of power over you, or as a sibling or something like that. It's just a nightmare dealing with these types of people. Why? Because they're jealous, they backbite, they gossip. You know, you can't have anything when you're dealing with that Satian energy. And that's what it is. And it's that Satian energy is in all people, regardless of your race, color, creed, or sexual orientation. Set is all over the place. Now the funny thing is your Luciferians actually worship Set. So that lets you know what you're dealing with. These people enjoy that negative, troublesome, quarrelsome energy, that trickster energy where they pretend to be one thing when they're not. That's that narcissist that everybody's talking about today. The narcissist, that's the new term for Set. But really, that's nobody but Set, the god of disorder and problems and storms. So again, if you like soap operas or you like drama, oh, it's a whole lot of drama coming with these lessons. And the thing that I love about comedic spirituality is the fact that it's real. You know, they don't put on airs. They don't make you think that God is this perfect being and you're nothing but imperfection. They actually show you all the dynamics of the divine so it's good as well as evil love as well as hate all these different aspects are all there because they were all created they all birthed out of the same energy which again was the one which was who i tune all right so keep that in mind as we move forward in these lessons The best radio station in the world in the world is right here, right now. The Golden Race, conscious radio for the conscious community.